Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing today? I'm so excited to share what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you today. Um, special shout out to those of you who are online. There's not many people in the room right now, so I just want to welcome, welcome you to the online service that we have today. Um, the Lord has been actually teaching me about boundaries for the last three years or so. Um, it's when I realized I needed them and that um, if I didn't start implementing some boundaries in my life, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be good. And so this is the second week of Starting Lines, and I have the opportunity to speak on what has quite literally changed my life, something that is hard and sometimes painful, but worth it and actually demonstrated best by Jesus in Scripture. Today I'm going to speak on boundaries. I love boundaries. I don't love implementing or upholding them necessarily, because it's really hard sometimes, especially when it comes to family. Yes, I said it, family. We need boundaries with family, but we'll get to that. If we don't take care of ourselves, we will be no good to God or anyone else. And so that's kind of the overarching theme of this, is, is that we need to be able to show up for God and to ourselves and for other people, and without boundaries, that's impossible. Boundaries are the starting line to a healthy mental and emotional life. They help us to guard our hearts. This morning I will be speaking, as Kenzie said, from Proverbs 4.23, and it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The ESV says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And Google tells us that the definition of vigilance is the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible dangers or difficulties. So that's pretty strong language, which implies that it is hard to guard your heart. It, if it was easy, they probably wouldn't be using words like vigilance or being careful, keeping alert. It is hard to do. I have a question for you this morning. How are you? How are you really? Anyone feeling tired, overwhelmed, anxious? Maybe some of you are hanging on by a thread. My next question, equally as important though, is how good are you at saying no? There was no one greater at boundaries than Jesus. He set the bar. He is our example in it. So if you're wondering if having boundaries with others is biblical or Christ-like, the answer is yes. God has outlined boundaries all throughout scripture. And really, it started from the very beginning in Eden when he said, do not eat from this tree, and they did it anyway. They crossed the boundary, and thus sin entered the world. I think the most interesting thing, though, about boundaries is that most of us don't have any or aren't very good at communicating them, which is why we're always feeling so worn out. But we know we need them, or at least at the very least, they sound like a very good idea, but might not be realistic for our lives. Now, you've heard that self-care is important, but it's so much more than facials and pedicures and massages. It's learning to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. Brene Brown is one of my favorite authors and speakers, and she says this about boundaries. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. So something I'm just going to say right up front is I'm going to say the word boundaries a lot and guard your heart. So we're all just going to buckle up. It's going to be good. Let's go. Most of us know what we need, 
but we so often can't find the words or even the strength to communicate them because we don't want to disappoint someone else. But the truth is, my point number one, boundaries help us love ourselves. To guard your heart is to love yourself. Your heart overflows into thoughts, words, and actions, and if we aren't careful to protect our hearts, we are going to be a mess. Uh, for those of you who heard the term hot mess express, it's one of my favorites because I feel like I relate to it so much. We have a joke in the office, mainly Nikki and I, that it's been kind of catching on with the rest of the staff, that if you're feeling overwhelmed or just kind of all over the place, you know, feeling like a hot mess, we'll go choo-choo, and so we'll be like, all aboard the hot mess express, choo-choo. So if we don't have any boundaries, we're all going to be aboard the hot mess express, okay? Choo-choo. We're just going to get used to saying it so that we're just being like open and honest with each other about actually how we're feeling at any given moment. But maybe you just need some space. Jesus needed space. He made sure he got it. Jesus set the boundary. He knew when to get away to pray and be full of God so he could be fully God. Mark 1.35 says, In the morning, a great while before day, he rose and went out to a lonely place. And there he prayed. Now, he wasn't lonely in that place, but he was in a place that there was literally nobody else around him because that is how he needed to recharge. Prayer and solitude is how Jesus guarded his heart. That is how he practiced self-care. Brene also says a boundary is simply what is okay and what is not okay. For some of you, this is a really challenging concept because you don't like saying no. You don't want to let others down, you don't want to, and you don't really feel like you have a choice. But the truth is, you don't have a choice not to have boundaries. Because if you want to enjoy your life with some sanity left over, you have to implement them. Now, the question you have to ask yourself when you're kind of getting into the idea of this, to be able to set proper boundaries is what do I need instead of what does everybody else need? Does anybody resonate with that? Now, that's easier for some of us than others. Some people have a really hard time recognizing what it is that, that fills us and what we need because we're so focused on other people. And I'm here to tell you today that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. I'm going to say that again because I think it's super important for us to hear, myself included. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And contrary to proper belief, no matter who you are, even if you're Superman or Superwoman, you still can't do it all. Jesus said in John 15, 5, without me, you can do nothing. We can do anything with Jesus and nothing without him, but still we can't do everything and we aren't meant to. We're meant to share the load. We're meant to share the burden. I often say to my mother, you can't be all things to all people. And I love the saying that goes, you can't pour from an empty cup because it's true, it's become a bit of a cliche, but cliches are just ultimately what is true in life. You can't keep giving if there's nothing left to give. Not every person in your life can get an equal share of your time and energy. Even if you try, you're still not gonna be able to do it because point number two, boundaries help us love others. Matthew 22:39 39 says, love your neighbor as yourself. And so if you're loving your neighbor as yourself, you need to be able to implement these boundaries. Your neighbor is anyone around you, family, friends, coworkers. When we love ourselves, we are in turn loving others, even the extra grace required people. I want you to take a moment to 
Consider the people in your life that may take a little bit more out of you than they're giving. Sometimes those people are your family. And it's tough because we know we need to love our families and spend time with them. But to love yourself well and to love them well requires boundaries. Some people may need more than others, which is normal, but every relationship in your life, including your own family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your own children, they need boundaries from you as well. We need self-control and sometimes space to live in peace and harmony with one another. You will wreak havoc if you are not able to control yourself in stressful situations no matter where you are. If you're not upholding healthy boundaries, that's when you're pushed to the limits and that's when you're not able to have self-control. Again, Jesus was the greatest example for that. He didn't speak up and talk back to the Pharisees when they were mocking him and ridiculing him. He stayed silent because he knew that's what was best in the moment. How Jesus lived spoke more about him than words ever could. Jesus didn't have to say much. He demonstrated his love for us on the cross. So again, Proverbs says, above all else, which really emphasizes its importance. More than anything else, we have to guard our hearts. We have to protect our hearts from toxic people, relationships, whether that's platonic or romantic, toxic work environments. And something that I think that we we have to hear as well is that people without boundaries won't respect or understand yours. But who was more misunderstood than Jesus? It's why he had to talk in parables. He had to bring it down so it was attainable for all. If someone in your life is constantly overexerting themselves, they will not be able to understand why you don't and why you don't want to do the same. And that's okay. They don't have to. You don't have to give an explanation. <laughs> for why you do the things you do. No is a complete sentence. There's someone listening today that needs to hear that. <laughs> it's okay to say no. Some people just drain you, and I just wanna be the person to release you from that feeling, like you have to spend time with those people. You might be in the, gro the grocery store, and you see so Susie coming up to you, and you just don't have it in you to listen to her tell about your, her cat who has a bladder infection. Now, you think that, that I'm joking, but there's actually people in your life that you, you might see them at the grocery store and be like, I just don't have it today. I just don't think I can do this today. And so something, I'm going to be totally transparent. There are some people in my life that like I might go down a different aisle because I just don't have it that day. And it's not because I dislike them necessarily, but I want to be able to give my best. And if I'm not feeling my best, maybe that's just not the right choice for me. And so um, I wouldn't judge you if you did that, and I can't say for sure, but I don't think God would either. It's not just about relationships, though. We have to guard our hearts from temptation and sin. Boundaries help us stay healthy and alert so we aren't prone to giving into sin. When you're tired, do you make good decisions? I sure don't. I'm a grump. I'm a no-fun mom. I don't make good choices because I don't have the energy to. I'm less likely to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit if I'm not rested. Jesus was also tempted. We know the story of him being out in the, in the wilderness for 40 days, praying and fasting. He was hungry and tired and worn out, but he resisted the devil, and eventually the devil fled. He was not alone. He was with the Father, and the Father sustained him in not giving in to temptation. And as a reminder from my last sermon, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Amen. Boundaries are for everyone. No one can live without them and have any quality of life. And I think that if, if Oprah was doing this, she'd say, you get a boundary, and you get a boundary, and you get a boundary. You're all getting boundaries. 
Maybe that's not as exciting as getting like a trip to Hawaii, but to me, it's very important that we get to have these. So now that we've established the boundaries are for everyone, we wanted to consider that when you're implementing boundaries to certain people in your life, it's important to ask the question, will this hurt them or will this harm them? Hurt versus harm. Very important to consider because there's going to be certain things that hurt people, but they're not harmed by it. If the answer is hurt instead of harm, it's a very good indication that your boundaries are healthy. If you know what you're doing is harmful, that is another conversation altogether. I know we've talked a lot about family, but friendship boundaries are also often neglected. <laughs> boundaries and friendships are crucial because there may be some people you've been friends with your entire life, and this sermon may be helping you realize you may no longer be compatible as friends. I just have to put it out there. No one is forcing you to be friends with that person. If they are draining and not life-giving, free yourself and free them. There's a good chance that that friendship isn't giving on either side. Now, keep in mind, some people have more energy than others. Some people need more boundaries than others. That's normal, and that's okay. You're not going to have the same energy as another person. You're not going to have the same boundaries as other people. That's okay. The most important thing is respecting them. Some, um, some other ideas for boundaries might be unplugging social media. Personally, I like to sit in silence and do a word search. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to word searches. I feel super smart when I get them done really quickly. I just, I love that sort of thing because it, it, it allows me to unplug and unwind from the things that are taking so much of my energy. It's a way to quiet my mind to do something that doesn't require much of my mental space. Now, some of you, boundaries with work would be a great place to start. How much time are you spending with your spouse and kids? How much of your time is spent working? There's an excellent book on boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend called Boundaries. And this next line is taken from it. And it was a game changer for me. It says, it is very important to determine what me is, where my boundary of responsibility is, and where someone else's begins. It also says that the Bible tells us clearly what our parameters are and how to protect them, but often our family or other past relationships confuses us about our parameters. If you respect people's boundaries, you will hurt less, and you will hurt others less. Scripture tells us in Matthew 5.37, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. If you are clear about your expectations, you won't have to keep explaining what you need because you've already made that clear. You may not be able to answer every phone call or respond to every text message in order to protect your mental space. If your mother or father or child calls you 10 times a day, it does not mean you are obligated to answer it. I want to emphasize the need for boundaries of family because they are the hardest to uphold. We feel guilt and shame when we aren't always there for our family. But saying no is how we love them, so we have grace and patience with them when we do have the energy, when we are feeling better rested. That is how we will love those people better. Be clear with your family and friends about what you need and that it is your self-care. It has been said that clarity is kindness, and it is true. That is how we are most kind with other people. And scripture is very clear about what God expects from us because boundaries help us love God. 
Boundaries are what help us obey the Lord. We avoid sin when we have clear boundaries set for our lives. The Bible helps us understand what God expects from us and how we can live healthy lives. Now, I just want to say that boundaries are not walls. We aren't meant to block everyone and everything out. There is a difference between boundaries and isolation. I once heard that isolation breeds sin. When we don't allow ourselves to open up to others, it makes it much easier to hide, to give into temptation, and ultimately to give into sin. Uh, I have two little girls, Blake and Harper. They spend half their time with their father and half their time with me. And so at this, this time they were with their dad and they live near a couple of cows. And um, they went to go visit the cows one day. I believe this must have been in the summer. And they wanted to touch the electric fence. Now, we all know that when you touch an electric fence, there's a good chance you're going to be shocked from it. However, my children don't care. So their father said, do not touch the electric fence. You are going to get shocked. So of course, what did they do? They touched the electric fence and they got shocked. And I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. And I bet if you gave them another chance today, they'd probably do it again. I wish I could say that my kids learned their lesson the first time, but that is not the case. However, aren't we the same? We are exactly the same. We continue to push limits. We continue to cross boundaries, and that's what hurts us. We don't often learn our lesson the first time. It takes sometimes months or years to learn that boundaries are meant to protect us, not to keep us from good things. It's also what God tells us not to do something. It's not because he's trying to ruin our lives or for our lives to be boring, but a boundary, it's a boundary God placed and explains that it will protect us. It's how we live joyful and abundant lives. Choosing Jesus over sin is how we live a full life. That is how we love God. Obedience is how we love God and show him that we do. Now, something that I think is probably my biggest struggle is in my thought life. An obedient thought life is how to change your life. 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us that we are to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets us itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Think about the idea of taking something captive. Again, that's another strong word, which implies it is very hard to do. Taking your thoughts captive simply means gaining control over what you think about yourself and your life. If we don't learn to control our thoughts, our thoughts will control us. I'm sure that's not a new concept to you. I think that I've heard that many times in my life, but still so often I struggle with that very thing. To guard your heart is to guard your thoughts. Make them obedient to God so that you are able to obey God no matter what he asks of you. Another one of my favorite scriptures and probably what I would say is my life verse comes from Philippians. It's Philippians 4, 6 to 9, which says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So like I said, one of my weakest 
areas of my life in terms of boundaries is thoughts. I'm a six on the Enneagram, which means I'm a very creative person when it comes to worst case scenarios. I think through every possible outcome as a form of protection. I don't like surprises, not good ones anyways. I like to be in control and prepared for whatever happens. It can be, and oftentimes is very exhausting for me mentally and physically. And what it really boils down to is the overemphasis of my own importance. My mind is so cluttered with thoughts and spirals that I forget that God is God and I am not. No matter how much I prepare for something, ultimately I have no control over the outcome, but still I spiral and try to figure it out. Now, I'm fully aware that that isn't possible to do. I can't have everything figured out. I can't be completely prepared for every single thing, but my brain sure thinks it's possible. This is where I find myself constantly wrestling with the Lord and the thoughts I allow to stay in my mind. And then they, can, they swirl into anxiety. Anxiety is something I need to overcome, and having a boundary on my thoughts and being intentional about that is the only way I will conquer it. I know I'm not alone in that. I know that anxiety is at an all-time high right now, and so I'm sure that a number of you understand where I'm coming from with that. I know that someday I will conquer. Anxiety will not own me, but it will take the boundary of fixing my thoughts, controlling my thoughts, taking them captive in order to overcome it. But it is hard. You can turn your phone off or your TV off, but your mind is always there. So if you're like me and you're constantly trying to figure things out, I see you, I'm with you, and I know that Jesus can break that stronghold in your life because with him we can do anything. So above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it, everything. So this morning I want us to ask ourselves, what is flowing out right now? Is it impatience, irritability, exhaustion, anxiety? If we're not careful to guard our heart and to take our thoughts captive, these are the types of things that are going to flow out. Today can be a starting line to guarding your heart so you can live a joyful life. And some of you today might be thinking, I don't even have a chance at a joyful life. That is such a foreign concept to you because you've been living in such a slump, in such a deep pit for so long. But I want to give you the encouragement today. I want to tell you today that that is a lie. You can overcome it. We can live in joy, in peace, in Jesus' name. If life is hard, Jesus can overcome all of the hard. Do you believe that today? My hope is in Jesus, and if he is for me, nothing can be against me. Nothing life brings can take me out. So I want us to take some time this morning to just be. And for me, it's lowering my shoulders, <laughs> letting go some of the tension that I constantly find myself feeling, because I want us to be able to hear from the Lord. I want us to take some time to be able to hear what the Lord is talking to us about. And maybe your, your weakness isn't thoughts. Maybe your weakness is overworking. Maybe your weakness is being consumed by video games or, or TV or whatever it is, whatever area of your life that you need boundaries. I want you to take some time to talk to the Lord about it.
I want us to be able to speak to the Lord about fresh starts. And I'm not talking about a resolution, although if you have those, that's great. That's not personally my thing, because I find myself not really sticking to them very often. But today is a starting point. It is the starting line to a happy and healthy mental and emotional life. But I have another question for you, and there may be people watching today that haven't even decided to follow Jesus. Maybe today is your day. And we want to hear from you. If today is the day that you have decided that you are giving over your life to Jesus, that you have guarded yourself long enough from him and what he can do for you, I want you to be able to know what it means to live in the fullness of God. So, Father, I thank you for all that you have done in this time together. God, I pray that you would bring it to our minds, the things that we need to focus on, the things that maybe we don't have boundaries in our, in our lives, and, and today is the day that we're going to implement them. And so, God, I pray that you will help us to do that. And God, for maybe that one person who is deciding today to follow you, deciding that they're going to give the reins of their life over to you, God, we thank you for them. God, you are so faithful. You are so good. And, and so, Father, I pray that today we'll be able to trust you with all of the things that are constantly on our minds and on our hearts. And so, God, help us with boundaries. Help us to implement them. Help us to respect them. God, whatever it is that you are speaking to us today, on oh God, I pray that you will help us to hear from you. We love you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.